0: All right, Catherine, we're ready to start. We're gonna we're
1: gonna
0: go. <clears throat> Welcome back to Deals and Scams. This week we have a very special episode where we are gonna read out your reviews and have some drinks
1: as we do. I'm Sandy. I'm Owen. And I'm Wayne up on our first review. Wow. Wow. Exclamation mark. April 21st, 2022. Five stars. These guys are adorable. Oh, wow. Really? Thank you, unnamed commentator. Thank you. We think you're adorable, too. Was that Mark Cuban? Was, did Mark Cuban leave that? Already? It was actually his brother, Bark Stupid. Oh. Did you think they
0: have different last names? Even though they're brothers, they're brothers.
1: Yeah, they're actually half
0: brothers. It's a
2: complicated oh, okay. relationship. <laughs> I yeah, see. That's super complicated. I mean, they actually—they're half brothers, but they originally had the same last name. But then they changed it for business reasons. Oh, that they yeah, love for business for right. tax evasion, actually. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Everybody, everybody, take take, <laughs> a, drink. Everybody take a drink. Everybody,
0: take your drink. Oh.
2: Are, Are we gonna just, count down or, or say? No, you just oh, yeah, you I'll just go. A, you count down in your head. Yeah, you go. You
0: gotta say oopah, oopah, loomah. do Okay. All right. All right. Oh my god. I, I <laughs> alcohol is cheap, strong yeah i guess a very cheap alcohol is no good okay so my my deal i'm bringing in the deal this week so my deal is professional critic reviews so this week we're talking reviews as i'm sure you can tell from the title it's and i'm bringing in critical reviews right now i actually have some reviews professional reviews that i got done from major outlets for our podcast and I wanted to surprise you guys with these, right? So I got one from from Vox. Holy shit. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, wait. Yes. Is this
2: real? Vox yes. reviewed us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says, I wish there was a slur for podcasters. That's <laughs> that's all they wrote, which is pretty depressing. <laughs> dude, did Ezra Klein wow. write that? Yeah, yeah. I dude, was he like, did write that. I was like, Ezra, please write this for us. But I got I got I got one more to share right now. Okay. I got a couple more I could bring in later down the line. And this one, this one is is another not so nice one, but it says, My editor won't let me use the C word, but if I could, I would use it to describe these guys.
1: And that's from the <laughs> AV club. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I thought
0: it was pretty fucked up. That's pretty it. fucked I, up. It's nice
1: that they reviewed us at least. I know. Anyway. Like, yeah.
0: Honestly, no. Yeah. All press is good press. Yeah. yeah. And but you know
1: what? Take, that's fair. Right. Yeah.
0: Like. Pff yeah (laughs) you know what i guess it is fair Wayne, honestly (laughs) Wayne was an hour late to our recording yeah okay so so.
2: spitzany you're bringing in a deal here
0: yes yeah yeah, yeah. so my deal is that ultimately i guess i'm supporting what these people have to say because Mm -hmm. i do believe that professional critical reviewers are a deal now I, i think that like maybe that sounds obvious right but i feel as though we've recently with like movie criticisms, particularly, we have moved towards an extreme democratization of movie reviews, right? Which mm-hmm. on the one hand, I think can be good because it's like, yeah, more voices out there. That's rad. But I think it could also lead to a sort of audience consensus hmm. that, that or a consensus that an audience review is genuine and unbiased and like mm-hmm. in some way true. Whereas a critical review is in some way false. I mean like do you do you know what I mean? Like I feel like do you guys know what I mean by a like a little bit. Audience I mean
1: audience reviews are true like the aggregate of how people um score movies is like <laughs> when a critic um reviews a movie like the only bias you see in their review is like their own biases. Mm-hmm. Whereas people think like oh an audience review is unbiased. This is what like the majority of people think. Right. Well, you know, the audience review is just like the sum of all of our biases. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, and I think like the Rotten Tomatoes effect has like a, a contributed to that where like I think like these days people, it, it's it's so easy to look at like a site like Rotten Tomatoes and get like a number. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. this is how and, mm-hmm. and that's a way we kind of validate majorities as if like the majority opinion is the best opinion just inherently. And I feel like that's kind of weird for when it comes to art, you know? Mm, yeah,
2: I mean, I definitely understand what you mean. Or like the idea that one very thoughtful voice can be a lot more meaningful than just many voices
0: shitting. Yeah, exact. Like saying, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's not even necessarily that that voice is more knowledgeable than like most people. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I think like critics are just, they're just people, you know, it's like they don't have any special training or knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that, but I think that that it's consistency to me. That's the big thing, right? Consistency, because oh, oh, and so you, yes. What was the reviewer who you? Who's the reviewer you, okay. who you love? So I absolutely you to drive my car. I absolutely love
2: a reviewer and at NPR. NPR has a lot of good reviewers, I will say. And basically, I listen to all their all their movie reviews because they have a short segment each week where they have a few critics talk about the week, the movies that came out that week, mm-hmm. and whether they liked them. And one reviewer has kind of always stuck out to me for putting a lot of thought and effort into his work, and that is Justin Chang, who um, I've, I had read a few of his reviews, and he had. Uh, there's a few different movies he's pointed me in the direction of. Uh, one of them is Drive My Car, which I absolutely love. Uh, the second I saw that review, honestly, just not even the fact it was by Justin, but just the way he wrote it immediately convinced me
0: right which is yeah. kind of a
2: interesting power <laughs> to be able to convey with like some kind of empathy what the, mov- the the movie did you know you have to translate that to another person to get that person to watch it and that's not an easy task i think
0: yeah yeah, yeah. like well what what's up ben? what were you say
1: i mean if a review is an argument to watch a movie Mm -hmm. I mean, it's difficult to get anyone to do to spend two hours doing anything. Yeah. The fact that, you know, someone wrote a a review that made you watch a two hour movie. I think it's just a testament.
0: Well, yeah, I think like that kind of ties into my second point, which I'm kind of skipping my first point. But look, my second point about reviewers is that, like, if you're paying someone to do something, they're going to put more time into it. Like, literally, they these reviewers have to. By the by the constraints of their job, put in more time than the average person to think about a movie, you know, and it's like, I wish I could get paid to think hard about movies. Like, that's awesome. I think that like, that's a very compelling prospect to a lot of people. And but I think for that reason, it's like, I don't really I think it's easy to just write up one line on Letterbox and give it like a score from one to five. But it's mm-hmm. pretty difficult to really sell someone on a movie, you know? that's not easy. yeah well okay here's a question for both
2: of you so in the acclaimed and fantastic movie ratatouille which we've all seen oh
0: yeah yeah classic film Love that movie, yeah yeah right.
2: so one of the lines in ratatouille you know the central thesis one of the central thesi thesis of the movie is uh-huh. anyone anyone can cook anyone get right? anyone can cook anyone yeah, can yeah, cook. Yeah. um but here's good a accents, question good accents Here's a question. One of the other characters, Anton Ego, the critic, yeah. the critic of the movie, who is at first a villain, but then, as we, we see, actually becomes, you know, kind of a good, a good guy. Wait, yeah, end. He
0: puts on that little hat at the end. Yeah, He's such a cutie, that little hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, but here's my question. If anyone can cook, can anyone be a critic?
1: <laughs> yes, right? Okay, because I agree, yes, but then actually, I think we should do, uh, look at folk but, but, wisdom here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Folk wisdom would tell us everyone's a critic. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, this is this is what this
2: is what I'm getting at, though, Wayne, because I do genuinely want to figure out what the difference is between the audience score and the critic score. And I mean, I think you already kind of gave an answer, Sandy, in that one person is getting paid to you know, put a lot of thought and effort into this. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. The line's not clear to me. Where is the line between audience
0: and critic? Like, well, aren't we just critics? Okay, I don't know. But I mean, look, these are some good existential questions. And ultimately, I think Wade is right. Like, there's nothing fundamental like differentiating audience scores and critic scores. I think the real difference is consistency, Mm -hmm. right? Which I touched on before. I think that the way to to the way to properly utilize like a critic in my opinion is to like follow them specifically like find someone you like or find someone you respect and who you think can talk intelligibly about stuff and then like trust their reviews you know and i feel like you can't really do that with like an audience score or a single audience member because Mm. it's like well, a single audience member, unless they're your friend, maybe you trust your friend's reviews, but like some stranger on the internet, you can't be consistent with, you can't consistently follow up with, but with a reviewer, like Justin Chang, you'd be like, this is my guy. Like I, I'm going to watch all this guy's reviews and I'm going to trust this
1: guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On that note, we have another uh, review. Okay. Okay. That means we got a drink. Everybody drink. Oh, dang. Five stars. May 9th, 2022. Listening to this podcast made my day. I love their riffing smiley face. Oh smiley face. Thank you, riffing smiley face. Um thanks for signing your name at the bottom. <laughs> that yeah, that, that
0: was that was very kind. That was very kind.
1: Yeah,
2: that was Mark Human's sister.
0: Oh, oh, oh Park. Yeah, Barkin. <laughs> nice. Look, it's getting loose. It's very late. It's very late where it is. Or very early, sleepy. depending on who yeah. you ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I just finished my drink. I'm gonna pour myself another drink.
2: Yeah. Well. Right. Okay. Sandy, I feel like I had another question for you, but now okay, it's a my What was mind. this
0: question? Okay. Okay. So
2: maybe we'll like... throw it back to Wayne and say, Wayne, are you mm. getting to final judgment, or do you have do you have more to ask?
1: Mm, yeah. I think. Mm. Who is the? I, I'm interested in, uh, in knowing the negative parts of criticism. Like, who's a critic that you guys hate?
2: Well, Antoine Ego. Antoine. <laughs> Antoine. Antoine Ego, Ego. At the beginning of Ratatouille.
1: He's, but that's the thing.
0: I kind of love yeah. Antoine Ego. I disagree, bro. I really? feel like he gets a bad rap. Honestly, he's just like a dude who's been doing this job a long time and he's tired, you know? And then at the end, yeah. he finds something genuinely unique that brings him joy. Honestly, I don't think it's Antoine Ego's fault. I think everything else needs to step up their game. Like, every other restaurant in Paris was just bad until that rat came along. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's true. Everyone, No one could cook in Paris until... Okay, yeah, well, here's,
2: you know. here's a reviewer who I think is trash, Wayne, okay. in response to your question, <laughs> okay. which we've actually talked about in our... We have a podcast chat, you know, where we plan, and we've talked about this guy before. He has a YouTube channel, which I do not recommend you check out because it will <laughs> just make you feel...
0: Oh, my God. ...shitty. This yes.
2: guy's channel is called he calls himself the critical drinker
1: oh my god bro okay <laughs> sandy so let crit- i like this how we're criticizing the critic so who is the critical drinker
2: well okay the best way i can sum this guy up is, is that slur for
1: podcasters is we that slur for podcasters yeah. <laughs> i mean since to. we're podcasters i feel like we should we,
0: we use it. be yeah, able to yeah.
1: so what is the what yeah, is no. the podcasting slur right i don't, I don't think it's on us to think of it. I think
0: it's on our our critics to think of I it.
2: I mean, maybe it's the C word that our editor won't let us use. Or but, no, that, that AV's editor won't let us yeah, use. Yeah, okay, cut that out. Cut that out, <laughs> Who is the critical drinker? Owen? So the critical drinker is a guy on YouTube who essentially will post reviews complaining when a movie doesn't star specifically in only white men.
0: Yeah. That pretty much heinous. sums it up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Has big complaints about Hollywood giving women plot lines, you know, making their boobs smaller, <laughs> covering their boobs. What is that about? That's yeah, dude, the kind of this, stuff that the critical drinker has to say.
0: He's 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 <laughs> he's he's a truly
2: hey, ha- guy. <laughs> but I, I do think it's important to bring that kind of review reviewer or review up because he's popular. He has one point two four million subs he a in, lot of within like the review or crit you know critic bubble or but not bubble you know community that's relatively large yeah mm-hmm. yeah more than a million subs so people are listening to this guy and vibing so to speak with what he has to say and so
0: i mean like i, I think that ultimately he is like an example of like he is an audience member and I think he portrays himself as like an everyman, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm just a guy. I'm just like, I'm just down home American guy. I know? think he's
2: actually from uh, Ireland.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's down from home somewhere American in from- Europe. Yeah. He he okay, has an whatever. Accent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's this other question about uh, critics, which I want to get to the bottom of. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's, it has the sense of like the, as we know, if we were to consult folk wisdom mm-hmm. folk wisdom would tell us that everyone's a critic okay yeah the implication being not everyone is a creator uh-huh. there's a difference between like a creator and a critic and right. if you criticize something people are like hey you're just a critic like shut up like that guy is actually making something and yeah. you're doing nothing by like bring them down and criticizing yeah mm-hmm. so
2: well okay i do want to dismantle kind of the the argument that I'm sure we've all heard on the internet or in real life at some point of you don't make music, so you can't criticize the new Eminem album.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, which I think is what you're hinting at, which pretty much I think anyone who thinks about it for a second can agree is fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: (laughs) Because your ability to criticize something is contingent on your existence in the world, which everyone (laughs) has.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think that like, In my opinion, that when people say that they sort of they're getting at something that I agree with and they're saying it in the stupidest possible way. Right. Which is essentially that like you should critique things with empathy, which I agree with. I think basically in all cases, you should go into a a piece of like media critique with like empathy for the person who made it and for the characters in it and for for the, the piece of media itself. Yeah. And then inevitably you're still going to hate some stuff. Like some stuff is going to be terrible. Right. But ultimately, like I do, I think that people are saying that it's dumb, but like I get the uh, their underlying point.
2: Yeah. So listen with empathy, you know, and if you're listening to podcasters, also try and think of a slur for them while you're listening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You <laughs> know, along the way, um, it's important. Yeah. Comment your slurs in the, um, you know, in no, the comments. no, 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 don't. no, no. That's no. going to get cut out. <laughs> we don't want that. This is too
0: loose. Captain, this is a bad idea. This episode's too loose. We we're, we're going off the chain, guys. I mean
2: Wayne, I think I think I'm ready to hear your final judgment. I agree, me too.
1: Yeah, final judgment is that you know, we would be lost without critics. We'd be lost without Justin Chang. They're a bit of a necessary evil, you know. Mm-hmm. Although I'm still I I'm sold that critics have um you know, sorry, were critics a deal or a scam in this episode? <laughs> You're deciding, Wayne. Well, they're, I think that they're a deal. I was pitching them as a deal. Yeah, I mean, Justin Chang is a deal. All uh-huh. right. All critics, who I agree with our deals. <laughs> All critics, who I disagree with our scams. <laughs> okay. okay. So I'm
0: going to...
1: But, I so think I'm going to say on the holder deal. Okay. This is a dictatorship.
0: Wait, is it wielding too much power as the arbiter <laughs> of final judgment? And with
1: that, let's uh pivot to Owen. I heard you yeah, brought a scam.
2: I did bring a scam, and this is going to be one of our more connected episodes because we're talking about reviews. We just talked about critics. And my scam is the audience review. Right. The audience review score, but also just this idea of the audience review. And I want to mm. start with a recent story which really pissed me off which really got me angry
0: okay okay which
2: is that we've you know most of us have probably seen the review bomb at this point which is a phenomena where a new some piece of media will come out and some group of people will look at that piece of media and collectively say we hate this we're going to organize yeah to drop as many negative reviews on this piece of media as possible Yeah. To make it go down the drain, you know? Yeah. And so, a recent occurrence of this, I don't know if any of you guys have been following the new show, Miss Marvel?
0: Yes, I watched the the first episode, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, I've watched a bit of it. I haven't watched the whole first season, which I believe is out at this point. Um, And, you know, a, a few of my friends have watched it. But... It has been absolutely review bombed to no end. It's crazy. This is especially apparent. You can just pop up Rotten Tomatoes and I have it popped up right here and go look at the reviews and something I would just want to point out immediately in that's especially apparent when something gets review bombed is a lot of these negative reviews are so short. And then the positive reviews, you know, go, you know, go on for at least a paragraph describing a few details that the person enjoyed yeah and i it just really makes me feel that most of the people leaving these half star reviews because that's the lowest rating you can leave you can't leave a zero star review Mm -hmm. um most of the people leaving these half star reviews have not actually watched the show yeah (laughs) that makes me so fucking mad because look Talking about empathy, a lot of the people in the show are young. The main actress is 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 fairly young, and I hate that. I hate that these young, specifically people of color, making something that isn't necessarily the traditional Marvel thing, are just getting shat on in this awful way by people who probably haven't even watched the show.
0: That pisses yeah. me off. It no, because I did watch the show. So I I read like one good review of it from somebody. Who I was like, yeah, I trust this person, you know, like, I I, I will, I'm gonna go seek it out. And mm-hmm. like, it's really fun. Like, I genuinely yeah. look, I think the thing is, like, we could, you could usually fairly safely assume that, like, I feel like it, whenever there's, <laughs> there's, there's a review bomb. It's always mm-hmm. like racism is involved somewhere, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, or sexism, or sexism, you or know, combination. Or Yeah, or some kind of like deep-seated prejudice that causes people to go out and just like leave a half-star review. You know, it's ridiculous. But I don't know. I just don't understand how you could watch the first episode of that show and still be like, I get not liking it. Fair enough. You don't like it. You don't like it. Whatever. But I don't see how you could go out and be like, "This is incompetent," and I hate this, and this is terrible. Like, yeah. I think that even if you're like, "Yeah, it's not for me. I didn't like it," you have to acknowledge that it is, in some ways, competent, and therefore doesn't re- deserve a half right. review. And then like, here's
2: here's the other thing, though, Sandy, that I think we, you know, collectively need to just get on board with, which is that not all media is made for everyone, and that's totally fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely.
2: and they're they I feel like specifically white dudes, specifically the critical drinker, <laughs> yes, get into this mindset. We'll call this guy out. <laughs> where they're like, you know, kind of everything needs to be made for me. If I can't yeah. watch it, it is shit, and yeah. that is just a garbage opinion. I re- I think one of these Rotten Tomatoes um, reviews of Miss Marvel really sums it up. This is Steve W talking, who says, "Okay, sweet half star review. Another trash production from Disney. Don't waste your time on this show!" Exclamation mark! And here's the kicker: if okay. you need a superhero fix, read a pre two thousands comic book instead.
1: Interesting. So an yeah. originalist. I really think yeah. that
2: kind of sums up uh, sums that up, and um, yeah. So that's. Uh, I mean, that's the first phenomena that I really am just not a fan of in terms of audience mm-hmm. reviews. And I think it's something yeah. that's becoming more common and it's not a trend I like to see.
0: Yeah, it is pretty depressing. I, yeah.
2: what's, do you
1: have a second?
2: Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely more. Um, Wayne, do you have any final thoughts on that before I move on to my next one, though?
1: Yeah, yeah. Not to uh, give final judgment too early, but I'm totally sold on the fact that a bunch of white dudes are butthurt about the fact that like yeah. things aren't made for them yeah and um kind of like confusing like being like oh like i'm unbiased like i have no i can review media objectively oh and that's seeing, like, so
2: funny you say that wayne because one of the one star <laughs> reviews was left by someone who just called themselves unbiased r
1: <laughs> look i'm unbiased right <laughs> yeah famously um, famously, famously, um, classic
2: thing wayne says
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah so understanding that is like you know maybe get some more self-awareness funny story actually our podcast was actually review bombed I don't know if you guys knew about this from our audience (laughs) oh my god so okay there was actually you know I'm not going to name names but there was someone who (laughs) left a one-star review on our one-star review and um if you're listening to this and you left that one-star review um you know like be careful where (laughs) you step you know Mm -hmm. look like I, don't come west of 53rd street if you know it's good for you you know yeah we 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 got bad we saw that no no review either just
0: one star review exactly. and that was it and that, that really fits it. into the exactly. fits into
2: what we were talking just talking about where all these negative reviews are like two words and yeah. the positive reviews you know they say we're cute yeah. they say we're adorable <laughs> at least so say we're ugly views. in the negative review
1: <laughs> yeah so, but um more deals and more scams! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! I always had the sneaking feeling that the trolley problem was bogus, and these three <laughs> confirmed it for me. Listening feels like I'm chatting among friends. Dash dash. Imagine that. Dot dot dot. Love the pod, comma team! Exclamation mark! Oh so, wow! Drink That's, the, yeah, I'll all right. drink to That's, that.
0: Yeah. Okay. That they call us team. That's very sweet. Yeah. But yeah, we look. I'm team. glad. I'm glad we have a lot of positive reviews. But the thing is, think uh, about that one negative review. Is Mm -hmm. that it made Catherine, our producer, upset, Mm -hmm. and so, and (laughs) and I mean, it made me a little upset because I wanted to know. Upset, yeah. At least tell us why. Yeah, tell us why. We want to know. We we don't like you, but we'll respect your opinion (laughs) if you come to us. You at least have to make up a slur for podcasters and leave it. (laughs) Yeah, and it
2: has to be at least you know somewhat believable. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah come on okay so you should continue on okay. about yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That thing. so yeah we'll get back to audience reviews
2: and so the second phenomena i want to talk about is in something a little bit different than rotten tomatoes which are i don't know if you guys have heard of this website called letterbox
0: yes i was just talking about letterbox
2: yeah so sandy's heard of letterbox wayne if you haven't heard of letterbox i'll just tell you and i'll tell our viewers or listeners who don't already know, Letterbox is essentially a website that kind of functions like a social media platform for movie reviews.
0: Wait, oh, wait. I feel like Letterbox is a universally known phenomenon. Like, I feel like everybody knows. Like, oh, really? Okay, never mind. Oh, I'm there you go. See, wait, doesn't Wayne. know. No, you're right. You're right. You're right.
2: I mean, I kind of, I actually learned about it recently,
0: oh, about okay. a right. month
2: and a half ago. I genuinely didn't know until I um, stumbled upon the Reddit for it, mm-hmm. which contains some good memes. So, look, I'm not, sh- I'm not shitting on Letterbox completely here. It has some good stuff. But that's what it is. It's essentially a social media platform for reviews where you can have you have a profile for yourself, you rate all the movies you want to rate and you can and you can follow other reviewers. I think that's the big thing. Right. That's unlike Rotten Tomatoes where you can kind of create a following for yourself as a reviewer. And there's a few other websites that kind of fall within this domain. One that's pretty popular for music, uh, music listeners is called Rate Rate My Music, I think. Um, which, yeah. by the way, what? Honestly, I've seen some pretty bad looking websites, and this website <laughs> looks awful.
0: What Rate My Music?
2: Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but it reinforces the uh, stereotype, which I am currently making up that. People who are fans of music don't know how to design, don't know, don't this know. About they have no they visual
1: skills, so they yeah. stick entirely to audio. Yeah.
2: Um, I honestly, it looks like they updated it because it looks better than it did last time I saw it.
0: OK, that's fair. It um, still doesn't look great, though. It still doesn't look great.
2: Yeah, no, this is a huge improvement, though. I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, okay. it was way worse. Wow. I wish okay. you guys could have seen it a year ago because it was like. Okay, I'm not even going to explain it. All right, so the main part of this scam is... Okay, first, I want to tell you guys about some hot gossip on Letterboxd. Okay. And so that's where where we'll start before I get into why I think kind of this, like, cultivating yourself on these websites, these social media-esque websites as a critic persona can be kind of dangerous. So here we go. This is a post on the Letterboxd Reddit by... Username Benjamin Skenjamins. Benjamin Skenjamins. Got it. (laughs) Okay. Titled top letterbox user Siegel caught in act of plagiarism. Oh shit. Okay, so this is this is what we're getting to. Is is like on other social media platforms, you can be big, right? So this is a top letterbox user who has a big following. Some may know Siegel because he is one of the most popular users on the site with over fifteen thousand followers. It's unfortunate because this was a reviewer whom I respected and enjoyed reading his reviews but unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately I've caught him in the act of plagiarism and his response to, his response was to remove me from interacting on the review. Okay, I'm going to skip a bit. Okay, actually no, I'm not. I'm going to just keep reading. I just <laughs> okay. watched Mean Girls. I just watched Mean Girls and was re- reading some reviews. I read his review which is fairly popular with about 790 likes. He goes on about how, his fi- how the film is actually a communist man- manifesto. It was well-written, and you can see he takes pride in his review by reading, by reading the comment section where he's apparently responding. He's gotten many compliments. Now, this post goes on to describe how this Mean Girls review, written by Siegel on Letterboxd, was not actually written by Siegel. It was plagiarized word for word from a YouTube video Okay. published about seven years ago by a wisecrack youtube channel i guess um sub channel called earthling cinema
1: i love earthling cinema
2: right so earthling cinema um created this review in a video titled the hidden meaning and mean girls
0: okay so <laughs> so they just anyways the script and paste it into a letterbox.
2: Pasted it into letterbox and, weird. <laughs> and it's weird right but I think it actually speaks to this speaks to a problem
0: mm-hmm.
2: that can happen in these online spaces where the audience review is kind of the main like current social currency I guess yeah and I wouldn't really say Rotten Tomatoes falls into this category because Rotten Tomatoes, you don't really follow other users. You just look at, yeah, you look at it's movies. Not,
0: it's not like a social media platform at all.
2: Right. But when we kind of like social media the audience score, right, this weird phenomenon starts to happen where people really care not about the stuff they're reviewing, which is the problem. Because as a critic, your whole thing is shedding light on media you want other people to see. But it suddenly becomes a contest of who has the best taste and who can yeah, kind of yeah. like market their taste as the best taste in a way that other people want to follow and it in my opinion really takes away from the art that should be at the center of the conversation
0: yeah i agree and yeah. and i cuz i think i think the thing about like commodify your taste is like that could be you could i think you could say the same thing about like youtube reviewers who mm-hmm. i think sometimes can be really good like you know i mean i think that there there could be great reviewers on any platform like i think there can be great viewers amongst audience reviewers yeah but even I, on letterbox yeah probably. and i but i think that i agree like commodifying your taste is a weird thing it's like look how cool i am look how niche my movies are you know mm-hmm. look how like I, I i agree i feel like that kind of misses the point
2: yeah that's a good that's a good phrase uh, commodifying your taste
1: yeah yeah but like it's easy status it's easy internet points
0: yeah and like i also think that like, to your point, Wayne, like, professional reviewers do that, too, to an extent. Like, they also, mm. to get internet points, they also have to commodify their taste, you know, and, like, present this sort of unified narrative of, like, what they like and why they like it.
1: Yeah, whereas, like, a a person's um, typical experience of a movie is usually not a unified narrative. Like, it's, yeah. when someone watches a movie, it's usually, like, oh, like, this is fun. Like, oh, I like this part. Oh, I don't like this part. Like, you know, and maybe if the narrative succeeds as a whole, like you, you feel like you have a unified experience and then you can like write a positive review on it. Um, but like, I think the truth of uh, internet reviews is that people want to read each other's reviews. Two, certain reviews get more popular than others and 3 um it feels good to get internet points and kudos on your reviews yeah and it's so, like those three things virtually guarantee that <laughs> a site that Letterboxd like letterbox exists even though the like underlying uh engine to its existence isn't like meaningful or even maybe even fulfilling yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so is it a scam i mean like you know i don't have a letterbox account i don't do this like i don't want to do this i don't know if i could succeed in this like weird little niche space even if I tried um yeah so is this
0: your is this your final judgment Wayne
1: are you are we ready for Wade to live yeah are you ready Wayne hmm the final judgment is that to to Owen's first point that Mm. like the audience meter is a fucking scam like yes the audience meter is a fucking scam if you want some good movies to watch don't sort by rotten tomatoes a hundred percent yeah which is something I did because I was yeah. like, oh, like, yeah, I want. Yeah, and I've
2: done it, too, Wayne. I've done it, too.
1: Yeah. Like, you will find some good movies, but, like, there are much better ways to find, like, good movies than the audience-o-meter. Here's yeah. my algorithm, though. I just want to talk about this because it's kind of okay. fun. Okay,
2: so My algorithm is you do sort by Rotten Tomatoes 100%, but then okay, you scroll down and you keep scrolling. And you uh-huh. scroll until you're pretty far in. Like, I don't okay. know, 200 or 300 or 500 in. And then mm. you start choosing movies. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. You know what? Sometimes that works okay. Yeah, <laughs> 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 wow, I really didn't sell. I sold yeah, it really until the end where I was that. like, yeah, I don't actually do this. <laughs> the thing, I All think right. like,
0: wait, what, what, what's up, Wayne? What's up? You should finish your point. Well, right. my point was just that like, ultimately, Justin Chag is always going to be better than the Rotten Tomatoes, 100%. So, 100%. You know?
1: I agree. Oh, 100%. All we right, should 100%. rename this podcast the Justin Chang Fan Club. Yeah, Justin <laughs> Chang Appreciation Club. We love you, Justin. <laughs> we love you. This one goes out to Justin Chang. Yes, as they all do, because we love you. All right. We've got <laughs> this podcast, like all other podcasts we make.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay, wait. Do we have one more review? Should we we've have, got should one more review. review. Oh, hit, hit okay. us with that review.
1: <laughs> Titled Simply Fantastic Five Stars. Oh, From sweet. the opening lines of "You are a fish," I was hooked. <laughs> Take a pause. Some really good wordplay yeah, that's there. A, that's a, right. That's, that's a professional mm, level yeah. wordplay. Whoever says who is hooked, they know yeah. what they're doing. Oh yeah. Three dudes, good-naturedly arguing about trains at M Night Shyamalan makes for some friendly <laughs> background noise. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, reviewer. Sweet. I've always Thank wanted you. to be background noise. I, yeah, I friendly actually, background noise.
0: Yeah, that's 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 genuinely high praise. I appreciate
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Justin Chang. We know you like it. Uh, yeah. Oop, uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Oop, I forgot uh, to mention that review was by Justin Chang. Okay. Even I've, though oh. he
2: doesn't review mo- um podcasts, <laughs> he only reviews movies.
1: Yeah.
0: He he broke his rule for us. Yeah. For us. <laughs> but, okay. Look. <laughs> I got I got one more review as well. I got one last review to share. Mm. Oh my God, you do, Sandy? I do. Okay, Holy so shit. I talked to I talked to somebody, a big player. I talked to a big player to get this review, a big and player in the game. Yeah, he, in the game. It better
2: not actually. just be a one word that's a <laughs> slur for podcasting. <laughs> don't worry, I'm gonna be that sad.
0: Would, fuck, that would have been better. I should have said that. I should, it would have been <laughs> a setup payoff. All right, fuck this. Now I'm not even. I don't even like this. But no, right. I want to hear it. So here's here's the review. They have no knowledge of economic policy, but otherwise, no notes. So we got that from <laughs> Robert Reich, former United States Secretary of Labor. Oh, oh, yo, I Robert Reich. Robert, dude. I got Robert. It was dude. a big gift for us. Oh yeah, my Bobby God. Reich. I know Bobby, dude. I'm trying to give his Bobby to come on the pod. I mean, like, I don't know.
2: I mean, it's essentially confirmed at this point, I think, actually. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. We're yeah. going so to have to so do, like, guys, maybe
2: 50 more episodes, but then. Yeah. Then Robert happen. Reich is coming on. Okay, so do so you guys know I next? have a
1: Bobby Reich impression?
2: Do you guys know I have a Bobby Reich <laughs> tattoo?
1: <laughs> this is getting cut out. This is getting, all getting cut out. But wait, you guys want to hear impression? my Bobby Reich? Okay, yes, this is I my Bobby is Reich cut out. out. All right. Yeah, right this it. is Rob Reich. Hello, podcasters. Did you know the Genie score of the United States has decreased every year since 1980?
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, you, give me your thoughts. I have, uh, <laughs> oh my God. I have no context oh, of whether or not that's good. I've actually, yeah, I've heard him talk, but that sounded more like Ben Shapiro than Robert Reich. <laughs> I'm
1: not going to no, lie. No, that, 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 was, that was our good friend, Bobby Reich. Okay. His, um, he's always like, he's always so intense about it. You know, he's like.
0: Yeah. He's like. <laughs> you know, I haven't actually seen the quality in the video United of States. <laughs> Everybody has asthma, bro. It's terrible. unions. <laughs> That's what he says. He says bro a lot. All right, look, we, we gotta end this episode. Let's end this episode.
1: This yeah, we gotta crazy. end
2: this episode before I YouTube a video of Bobby <laughs> Rice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Somebody stop. <laughs> Can we? Hopefully, the one thing we succeed is getting break. Robert Rice called Bobby Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. New nickname alert. <laughs> Let's
0: get Bobby Rice going, you guys. Oh Bobby
1: Rice. <laughs> okay. Okay, US so secretary let's... of labor under Bill Clinton. <laughs> Wayne's just like, I'm not calling this episode. <laughs> okay, let me call this episode, please. Okay, so look, please, hello, hit... episode. <laughs> no, hit that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're getting too loose, bro. We're I'm drinking
0: to that. Okay, so everybody, uh, let's uh, let's get those reviews up. Let's get as many reviews as we can. Let's uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell. Comment, mm-hmm. comment your comment, your what you think a slur for podcasters would be. Get that engagement <laughs> up and thank you as always for listening to this incredible, perfect
1: show. Honestly, I think the slur for podcasters is YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a perfect place to call it. All
2: right, yeah, that's it. That, that's how we're cutting this episode. That's it. That's gonna end. It's just gonna end on that.